0: Welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of FinTech chapter and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today we are joined by Deanna Ranschel, lead solutions engineer at Marketa, Marketa brings speed and efficiency to card issuing and payment processing with the world's first open API platform. She is here today to share how she walks the talk for inclusion in our sector and what more she wants done. Welcome, it's great to have you here.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Nadia. Thank you so much for joining us. So tell us about Marquetta and the mission. So like you said, Marketa was founded 10, 11 years ago in California and it was at the time the first open API application platform. Basically, the mission is to simplify payments. They're too complex, that's not needed. Basically, we just want to empower and make it feasible for people you know, to launch the programs, configure where they want and how they want it. Yeah, love that. Now, tell us a bit more about your job itself, what it means, what it stands for, and what you do. Yeah, so I work as a solutions engineer, which pretty much it means that I sit down with customers or with partners in general and I get to really hear the use case, what they want to do. And then I talk through them how I can help achieve that, how I can help them integrate into the platform, if there is any additional product that they need, different solutions to get to the same thing. And then I also work quite closely with our central product function, which means that any feature requests or any feedback that I get from our customers, I will be passing it on and managing back that communication.
0: And this communication is super important. And what I love about this is that you came from a modern languages background. And like a lot of people think, well, if you're doing this job, you must have come from technology, when, when actually it's the communication of that technology that's important. So tell us all about that.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that was quite random. So I studied modern languages. I did a master in interpreting and translation for like the European Union. And then I realized I didn't like it. So I was working in tourism. And I started a contract with Visa, actually because they wanted somebody that spoke different languages. That was 10 years ago, so I never left the industry since then, but yeah, obviously my background was completely different. It's super, super important to share this because
0: you know, when when we spoke about the payments industry, I know that you are so passionate about it and you think it's a great industry to work in. And I want to share to people that you can come into this
1: industry from many different backgrounds. So tell us more about your experience within the payment space. That is very true. And I think anybody working in payments, when their friends ask, like, but what do you do? It normally takes quite a while yeah. to actually explain what we do. And I think there is, uh, there is a misconception that people need to come from banking or from, you know, finance or, as you say, technology as well to work in a fintech. I know people from different walks of life that have worked in sales, that have worked in customer service that worked in something that had nothing to do with payments. But I think it's, it's a great industry to work in, in the sense that it's a very small world. You know how something works, and you're part of a very small group that does. And obviously, if you like the technical side, if you have a keenness to learn, I think that's very important. If you're a bit of a nerd like Kayan, yeah. you're going to like it. Yeah, fantastic. So you touched upon there that there's a number of routes coming mm. into payments. What have you seen? To be honest, I've, I've seen everything because... So right now, there are degrees for it. You can go to university and you can get a degree in fintech, in embedded finance, like, you name it, you have it. But obviously, like, 10, 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. And so people started, again, like I said, from literally any job my manager who is really good at some point he was a car salesman so I think that tells the full story yeah I just need to have a keenness to learn and I think the potential the the interest in in how this industry works yeah it's fascinating because I think as we bring more people into
0: the space we really start to understand the power of diversity of Mm -hmm. thought what do you think has worked for inclusion because I know you said payments is for everyone
1: The Payment is for everyone who likes it. For instance, we have a customer in the UK, Capital on Tap, that every year they do an apprenticeship program. And so that means that, you know, they keep fresh blood all the time. And I think apprenticeship or giving people an opportunity to learn how it works is really important for them to understand if they like it or not and continue. So I think the other thing is that it's a really small world so everybody knows everybody, which means that it's good in terms of getting connections, you get job offers that way, but it's important not to keep it to just that small group, obviously. And opening that up. Open up the the offers, open it up, but not not just hire your friends, but also put it on on a hiring website, Mm. go to hiring companies, etc. Keep it diverse. Otherwise, if you hire your friends, Eventually, you're just going to hire people that look like you. Absolutely. And, and when we
0: spoke about this before, you've also said that good culture is hugely powerful. Mm. Share with us the culture of Marketo.
1: Yeah, I, I think that the culture is very important. It needs to come from the top. Even if you're a very decent human being during a toxic culture, eventually that's not going to work out because you're incentivized to work in a different way. When I first came to the, into Marketo, I was surprised because there's, there's a lot of knowledge sharing. People in general, they're very helpful. I never got like a no when I had a question, even if it was a very silly question. And especially in the, in the Europe region, we're still a small group of people. So we've, we bonded through different through different events. So it's, it's a really supportive, it's a really friendly atmosphere where basically um, everybody wants to help everybody. You will obviously have clashes at some point, different personalities, but I think it's important that the atmosphere the environment that is created is actually fostering that's the supportive attitude
0: i think it's really important you're giving that example of you know asking a question yeah. and, and that's a positive thing you know even if the, the question may be a basic one to somebody else it's this culture of continual learning mm-hmm. because we can't as an industry on the one hand say oh yes we want to bring people in but then expect them to know what, what we may seem as basic, because it takes time to learn.
1: I think there's is, there is a lot of elitism. There are some people that, because they're using acronym, they believe themselves to be superior. And actually, you know, I was talking with a colleague of, of mine that works in a different area, and he's like, oh, but I don't know payments. Yes, but you can learn. But maybe some some attitude that you see a bit pedantic or, yeah, superior, they can put people off joining mm-hmm. because they think, oh, I don't know enough or I don't have, I don't have the skill set. Mm-hmm. And again, if we're talking about diversity, it's really important that you create that, asmo- that atmosphere that is supportive. It's just silly to pretend to be better just because you know an acronym or you know certain things. Mm-hmm. There's another one that you're not gonna know. So
0: I've always been able, as a recruiter, I've been able to assess whether someone really knows their topic
1: mm-hmm.
0: purely by can they teach me You know, I'm a non-techie. I don't work in the payments industry. I don't work in financial services. I work in recruitment. I I live amongst all of these industries for the last 20 years. But if someone can explain it to me, I know they know it really well. But if they're obsessed by acronyms, actually, it makes it very difficult to be able to communicate to the wider world. So it's really important that you've shared that point. What would you say that you would like to see more of? And the reason why I ask this question is when I introduce these pods, I always say we're here today to walk the talk. I love the fact that we discuss what we can do to make this industry a better place. But I always like to leave the audience feeling that they can take something from Mm. you and, and go and implement it in their work environment. So what would you like to see more of for genuine workplace inclusion?
1: There are a few things that I think to start with I would like to see more apprenticeship, more opportunities for you know new people to come in, even if it's just for, you know, a month. That's fine. That's enough for them to know whether they like something or not. I would like to see more diversity in terms of like, you know, more women, more accents, different cultures. And again, it goes back to don't hire just your friend, hire people, open up really the the workplace. There are a lot of challenges, and I think we're getting better. So, for instance, obviously, if I talk about women in fintech, because I'm a woman and I work in fintech, it used to be a very male-dominated place because technology, a lot of women, again, they get put off by that. And then, obviously, there is still a social expectation that if there is child care, you're going to be the main provider. And that society, that's really difficult. But I see a lot of different initiatives from companies to support women, to have the parental leave for both men and women, and just really open up and, as I said, make it a more supportive place. Just try to, in, to include everybody and not make people feel inferior because they don't know certain thing mm. or because they haven't had the same experience as you do. I'm sure they will provide something different. It goes back, like, diversities because people with different backgrounds that you do, surely they will have a different perspective, and that's helpful for a company. This has been a fascinating podcast,
0: and what I've loved most about this is just your expertise in communication has really shone through on how we can encourage more people to this space, but also set them up for best success by allowing that continual learning. So thank you for joining us on the DEI Discussions podcast series. Thank you very much for having me.